Yeah, we are pressing record buttons and we are doing recording <laughs> stuff. We are, dude. It's been it's been a while. It's been a, a couple weeks. Yeah, it's been a little minute, man. Nice to oh, talk to you. For sure, especially about this this show. Did you watch yesterday's, by the way? I did watch yesterday's. I actually I watched, have not yet. Yeah, I uh, I'm I'm enjoying this season a lot more than the first as it's unfolding. We'll get into uh, the first year as well, primarily, but I, I am very much enjoying season two here. I think it's finding its footing, but I, I think it's still a little slower than like how I met your mother did. Agreed. Yeah, certainly finding its footing at a slower pace than they did overall. It's, uh, it's weird. It is. Um, it's also starting <clears throat> to use some of the How I Met Your Mother devices that work well for me and in its own way that's good. Yeah. This newest one is actually an outstanding example that felt very How I Met Your Mother-y. They do a lot of like people taking turns telling stories from their past. Isn't that the, yeah, it's the Valentine's Day one. I, yep. I read the the very brief summary. Yes, it is. It's very how I met your mother. It reminds me a lot of uh, the episode where Ted is dating blah blah from the internet, and oh, everyone's yeah. taking their turns telling their meat cutes. Essentially, yeah, I do like that. I like that episode. Yeah, and that you know how I met your mother does that a good handful of times throughout the series, and this episode was one of those types where it's stories being told but being interrupted and interjected with, "Oh, that's not what really happened," and then you know, yeah, yeah. Oh man, yeah. It, the first season, I don't know. We'll, we'll get into it more, but I, it, it was weird. I kind of like gravitated towards certain characters, and there's certain things I didn't like, certain characters I didn't like. But we'll get into that. This is the first instance of malfeasance by the commissioner of what we're seeing. At some point, some Chinese food's gonna pull up, and we're gonna pause the recording and eat. Josh Groban, he's eating his own sushi. That's the most baller thing I've ever seen. And like everyone doesn't look good naked all the time. <laughs> I love this cornbread so much, I want to take it behind a middle school and get it pregnant. Cool beans, man. I live by the quarry. We should hang out by the quarry and throw things down there. What you doing? Hey, girl. Come on, our cats were just about to have sex. He does whale stuff. Ooh, shaking his fanny at us. <laughs> Meow. Mother, may I? Bone! I guess we could just jump right into the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After the Laugh Track. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. That yo, is Sif. the famous ELA, also known as Eric. Yo, yo. I am Derek Weber. And we're doing the damn thing. We are here chatting for the first time in a few weeks. We're doing it via the virtual world. Yeah, we used to be doing it in the persons, but now we're doing it on the lines. Whole different extravaganza. Yeah, this is uh, it's interesting. It's we'll see how this go goes when we can't look at each other and make dumb facial jokes. I love dumb facial jokes. I do too, like just make a dumb face at something you say and the other person laughs and then it doesn't translate to fuck the fucking uh recording 
Whatever. Correct. Yeah. No, it's, it is funny because I'll listen back to our episodes as I re- edit them and as after I release them and stuff. And occasionally a memory of a moment will pop into my head yeah. when I hear a certain cue and I'm like, oh, yeah, that ridiculous thing happened at the same oh, time. Oh, yeah, yeah, that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm excited to talk about this. This episode is going to be interesting because you and I are such like, if you want to explain what the episode's about, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of say what I was, then I'll say what I was going to say. But. Yeah, so today's episode, we are breaking down season one of How I Met Your Father. Uh, new show on yeah. Hulu. It's, it's They're seven episodes deep now into season two. An extended season. They got a 10-episode first season and a 20-episode second season. I actually just found that out from you yesterday. You did, and, yeah. And was very I, excited at the news. Yeah, you were like, it's almost over. We can we can maybe wait until the end of season two. I was like, wait a second. No, it's just 23 episodes, I think. You're like, oh, what? Word? <laughs> yeah, very excited. Oh, I'm word? Uh, as I'm enjoying season two so much more than season one, I'm pretty excited for it to be a long season. I'm pretty pumped. Yeah. Uh, did you actually, you know what I heard? I heard that Ted Lasso's upcoming season this month is going to be the last season, too. It is. Yeah. This was <laughs> Ted Lasso was always designed to be three seasons and out. And I think they all the set creatives... the stage for like spinoffs, too. I think that's yeah, what Jason I... Sudeikis said. It seems pretty clear that there'll be at minimum one spinoff, possibly two. But yes, the core show. You think there's going to be a Coach t- Baird season, like spinoff? Ooh, I don't know if Coach Beard is the guy that gets a full-fledged spinoff or not. I love Coach Beard, and his um, his bottle episode, if you will, might be my favorite of the series thus far. That's the one where it's if- just about him, right? Yeah, 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 it's his big adventure. I, like that might be my favorite episode of the entire series. That's a fantastic episode. It, I agree. Did you know that was actually a pretty late add-on? So that and the Christmas episode. Uh, Apple extended the order of ep- uh, extended for two more episodes after the success of season one, and they had oh. already filmed most of season two. But Apple offered them an additional two episodes, so they made the Christmas episode and that Coach Beard adventure. That's interesting. That's Indeed. such a good episode to have added on. Oh, it's but, incredible I mean, stuff. We just went on a tangent, but I it's it's interesting to me like that how quickly that show took off. I mean, I obviously you have fucking badass Jason Sudeikis playing like this charming southern boy who teaches or coaches soccer, aka football, but I think it timed really well with the state of the world at the time. Like we all yeah. just needed that dose of positivity so bad. Yeah, we, did. we were all trapped in our homes from COVID and the world was on <laughs> fire and everything sucked. And the internet is the hellscape wasteland that it's always been. <laughs> yeah. And all the while you had Ted Lasso just bringing heartwarming, feel good stories to the TV. The old Teddy Lasso. Yeah, so I th- I think that's kind of why it captured people's hearts. And I actually, it's funny. I I had this observation the other day because I'm I'm keeping up with Abbott Elementary right now as well, which okay. is very of the same tone of of like feel good, heartwarming comedy with just like dashes of heart throughout. Really yeah, nice yeah. stuff. Uh, not quite of the same in the same way that Ted Lasso does, but you know, it's a school about inner city teachers and the things they have to overcome. Shitty budget underpay all those things that we know uh happen to teachers in our country 
Yeah, that's one I haven't actually started yet. There's so many that I want to watch. I want to watch that. I need to finish Superstore. Um, there's another one. I need to I need to finish rewatching The Good Place. I I'm still in season one, but I'm gonna bear down and watch that before we do that. Gonna bear down. Luckily, yeah. The Good Place isn't that many episodes in total because no. the, the final season is a short one. Actually, the final two seasons are shorter ones, and actually that plays to their strength because that yeah. that show's great. It's only I'm 50 very, episodes. Yes, I'm very happy it's not a ton of episodes because the, the premise of the show is wild. So uh, the, oh, yeah. like that was not a show that was meant to drag on for 100 plus. And it's funny, uh, that see, like, when you first watch the first couple episodes and see what it's about, or you have like this feeling what it's about. And then it kind of flips it on. Like when you first watch those first couple episodes, you're like, I don't know how this premise that I'm seeing right now can go, you know, go a distance. But then when it sort of flips on its head and you find out what's really going on, then you're like, Oh, the the twist in the season one finale is what you're referring to. And I won't say where that twist is because this isn't a good place centric episode and we'll get there. But the the twist is pretty incredibly clever. And that's when the show really takes off for me. Like I enjoy season one of the good place overall, but season two on after that twist is when it's like, Oh hell yeah. Now we're cooking. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But uh, we will get to that episode when we finish up our, our Sherverse uh episodes but today we're just going to focus on how i met your father i was kind of rambling a minute because i know it's only 10 episodes but we do have a quite a fair bit to talk about i would imagine especially with like the later later episodes we do 100 percent. i mean uh because i want to talk about this from a couple different angles as well like i want to talk about the show on its own legs um which is difficult which is difficult for us Eric and I, we are incredibly huge. <laughs> how I met your mother, people. Uh, I think that's how we bonded, other than karaoke. But it was, yeah, no, that was one of the earliest uh, facets There's of our friendship things. for sure. It was karaoke, how I met your mother, and we have the same birthday. Yeah, and those are three pretty killer things for the record. <laughs> pretty killer things. Yeah, but it's it's hard to to because we are such big fans of how I met your mother. It's hard to bring. Uh, how I met your father into existence without us or, and then us having to compare it um, on its own legs, being such fans of the original, we're kind of like nitpicking little things where I, I feel like if I could go back and just erase my memory of how I met your mother while watching this kind of like a severance thing, only when I'm watching this show, I would do it just so I can see how I felt. Yeah, I, uh, I I feel the same way as you, <clears throat> although I actually do give How I Met Your Father credit in the loose connections they have to the How I Met Your Mother universe. I think the way they've done it has mostly been clever. It's humorous little cameos. It's yeah. brief little nods to locations and little things like that. Shared alma mater and Wesleyan University. Like it's all loosely tangential stuff. The apartment's a great nod. They let us even keep these swords. Loved that moment. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's uh, and it also it's funny because the the whole of how I met your mother it starts with Barney and Robin or not Barney and Robin uh, Ted and Robin meeting in a bar like a completely normal place for everybody to meet in what 2005 but now the pilot of this show meets like Sophie and Jesse meet on Tinder which is totally acceptable now 
So it's it's super well, you're, you're half right about this. So Tony and Je- so I'm sorry, uh, Sophie and Jesse don't meet on Tinder. Sophie and oh, Jesse meet in an Uber while Sophie's right. on, well, she's her, on her, way her way to, to a, a Tinder, Tinder date. date, which ends up being Ian, right? Correct. Yeah. So she's on her way to meet Ian when she meets Jesse and Sid, who are giving yep. her a ride in in Jesse's Uber. You know what? You know what I'm realizing? This is the first time we actually, you and I have actually just sat down and talked about this show. It's true. Yeah. We've never really gotten a chat about this show. We've always had other topics going on. So we can, we can, I can safely say, I love, I love Sid. Sid, Sid is w- one of my favorites. Sid was my initial favorite until Ellen came along. It's a Sid, it's a Sid uh, and Ellen tie for me. Well, see, and this is, we're primarily talking about season one here, but I will say that in season two, the moments that shine for like, I know that Sophie has a lot of screen time. Valentina has a lot of screen time. Um, Jesse, Jesse and Meredith have a lot of screen time too, but the amount of screen time that Charlie gets or for the amount of screen time that Charlie gets, he is slowly climbing the ranks for me. He's been a season two show stealer for sure. Season one, I was lukewarm on, on him overall season two. He's been on fire so far. Well, I think in season one, you kind of like you, Part of me wanted to um, compare him to Barney. Like it's maybe like subconsciously comparing him to Barney for some reason, but he's nothing like Barney. Nothing like a Barney. Certainly not. Yeah. But I don't know why I was comparing him to him. He does wear nice suits. I got you got that one comparison. They they're both pretty suited up on the reg. Like Charlie, yeah. well, until he takes the bartender job, is always in a suit, and then he's either in a suit or in his bartending gear. Yeah, I like that he wears that ridiculous full apron when he bartends. Like that is like <laughs> yeah, that's like it's literally like a, a kitchen prep or dishwasher type of apron. Like re- yeah. bartenders and servers do not wear that type of apron fucking anywhere. It's hilarious. Right. Yeah. Like um, so out of place. So, in the pilot of How I Met Your Father, we we they tell us outright at the end of the episode that's the night she met his father, the son's father, and there's plenty of people in that bar. Yeah, they so, they flash back to the men that we actually met in the episode, and they show each of their faces in the bar. But right. that bar was a crowded place, and th- there could definitely be a loophole where it's someone we haven't met yet. But which is uh, what I like about that because it, there were so many people that we just have in the background that we have not met. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, because it's as that night they they meet. Uh, she the bar we're referring to is Sid's surprise proposal to Hannah. Yeah. So it's this as the a bar packed full of people that are close to Sid and Hannah in particular, that it could be any of the men in the in the environment. Yeah. So let me ask you this: out of the people that I, we could probably save this for the end, but we got more to talk about. But out of the people that we met visually, who do you think makes the most sense? as uh, the father so it it feels it feels like they everyone wants or the writers want you to think jesse they heavily want you to think Jesse. like the writers heavily want you to think jesse but i don't think it's jesse I, I think I think see my I go super deep into my my thought process like I'm like maybe they want you to not think Jesse because they're pushing you to think Jesse but maybe it really is Jesse because they're <laughs> throwing a little curveball at you they're just or playing maybe, mind games yeah 
maybe they want you to think Sid because they're pushing Jesse so hard, and then maybe it's they the, want you to. Is yeah. the guy with the poison in fucking Princess Bride just like out thinking, out thinking, out thinking? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, man, but I. Or maybe you thought I'd put the poison in my own cup, so you know that I'd flip it around. And... <laughs> I. Uh, it's hard for me to 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 pick something like to pick uh, so... a person. Let's make our official selections at the end of the episodes because I want to get into the series. I want to let, let's talk about each character for a minute and then okay. we can kind of run through the plot. Let, let's yeah, give yeah. our let's give a quick breakdown. So we, we'll go through the first episode and kind of break down the characters as we meet them. So as okay. we mentioned, the first scene, we get Sophie, Jesse and Sid. Uh, tell me your first impressions on these three. So. My first impressions on Sid and Jesse, I thought they were a couple when they when they she initially got into the car for some reason. I was um, totally hoping couple for those two. I know. I 100% I'm with you. I was totally hoping they were like a gay couple just riding around in an Uber together. I was like, yeah. "Hell yes." Remember the 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 original pilot for like How I Met Your Dad, I think there was a gay couple in that. There was. There yeah. was. Yeah, that that the one that had uh Meg Ryan attached. Yeah. Yep. Um, but you know, you quickly learn that they're just friends, but then I initially, then I instantly got like Ted and Ted and Marshall, 100% like that, Ted and that, Marshall, yeah. that friend, friend thing. Um, yeah, they're Sophie, bros from Wesleyan university. Exactly. Uh, Sophie did not strike me as a Ted type. She has her own thing. Um, I, I didn't really learn too much about Sophie. Uh, I mean, I did, but not enough to make like an initial, like what is her personality like i mean she's very she wants to find love and she's very much into that but then um she's presented she's presented as the hopeless romantic trapped in a digital fucking app world yep that is a great way to put that they do a really good job of it. Like they do a real the the first episode does a great job establishing Sophie as this wishy-washy girl who longs for a romance of a different era in this Tinder bullshit world. Right. They also do a good job uh demonstrating the dread of online dating in this show, which is just the yeah. worst. Online dating is the fucking worst. You know what's funny? <laughs> I can't say that because the first person I met on online dating, I ended up dating and then marrying. So, all right. So kudos. You're one for one. I am. I am lucky, one for one. Well, okay. Let me rephrase. Son of a bitch. <laughs> on match. The first person I met on match. I've met people on like free ones, like plenty of fish. And those did not work, but that was more like at the be- like the beginning of like online dating, but like yeah. online dating in 2017 is different from online dating in 2013 or whatever. Yeah, and, yeah, I mean, yeah, even now, now I'm sure it's hell. I mean, I'm sure you've been through it past year or two. Yeah, I, you know, I, uh, I'm <clears throat> on again, off again on the dating apps, and yeah, it sucks out there. Yeah, it is tough, tough. But yeah, no, I, I agree with you. The early, aside from getting the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed romantic of uh, vision of Sophie, we don't learn a lot of other things about her right away. Yeah. You don't really learn a lot about her and there's you don't get like an initial vibe like as we mentioned you get like you get best friends from sid and jesse you get you get their relationship right off the bat because of how they're interacting in the car 
Um, you don't learn a lot about Sophie. You kind of learn a lot more about Valentina and Charlie. Um, yeah, you get them you right them. away. Yeah. You learn a, a more about them. Um, I, I, I'm a firm believer that Sophie and Charlie are going to be on again, off again for a while, but then we can, I'll, I'll tell you, but I'll, I'll say my theory at the end, but yeah, I really like, it's hard. Cause in how I met your mother, the main character was Ted and the main character's best friend was Marshall. So you have uh main character, main character's best friend. I feel like I get more of that, like main character, best friend thing from Sid and Jesse more so than Sophie and Valentina. I think they were trying a little too hard in the first couple episodes, but yeah. that could be right away. Um, a season two adjustment that's gone well is we've got like, uh, well, because a big part of that is when Valentina is, is single again in season two. Yeah. And so those who kind of reunite, like, uh, without giving too much weight, the episode they give birth together or help a woman give birth together. Yeah. Like that, we get some quality bestie adventures for them. That one is, I think two. that was called Midwife Crisis. Although, you know, it's funny now that you say this, it never occurred to me, but I think you're right. I get a lot of Ted and Marshall from Sid and Jesse. I get a lot of Ted and Barney from Sophie and Valentina. It's okay. Like it, yeah. Yeah. You got like Valentina is Valentina is really the show is Barney when it breaks down to it. Like she kind of is like she's super sex positive and experienced and didn't really believe in monogamy. We happen to catch her at the first time. She's really trying a monogamous relationship yep. at, right at the beginning. But we catch in these early episodes, they explain that the idea of monogamy always freaked her out until she met Charlie. Yeah. So we, we're kind of getting valentina is kind of a season five barney yeah i agree um do you get to meet um ellen in the first episode she's I don't... not in the pilot i believe she comes okay. in in the second episode i was gonna say because episode two is the the one where she starts trying to date and she's like going to like uh the bars and she meets a bunch of people and she finally meets that girl who lives like across the hall from her i think yeah, that's, yeah. So that that plot line's funny. Yeah. She she meets the woman that lives across. Uh, the, she meets the woman who lives across the hall from her niece, who's oh, there right. for her funeral, and she yeah. pretends to have this close friendship with this old lady to get in closer <laughs> to the woman, who then is totally off put. So it go it blows up in her face, and it it does this doesn't pay off till several episodes later. They kind of yeah. they set that up early, and then she blows it. And then episodes later, we'll get to that. But yeah, I like saying we'll get to that when talking about how I met your properties, just because yeah. it, it's such a how I met your father, how I met your mother expression. Oh, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. Yeah. Season two has dropped some great. We'll get to that so far. I know. And guess what? We'll get to that. Yeah, we will. <laughs> Shit. So let's finish out the pilot here. We're, we're, okay. we're bogged into the pilot and the characters. We've we've covered Sophie, Jesse, and Sid pretty good. We agree. We love their bromance immediately. Uh, I love Sid and Hannah's dynamic as well. Especially, I just rewatched all of season one the past few days, getting ready. For I did this not episode. get to do that. Yeah, I uh, I had I had some free time on my hands, so I plowed through season one again to get ready for tonight's episode. And 
The Sin Hannah dynamic is weird because it's a long distance setup. So Hannah's yeah. only in about six episodes in total across these two seasons. She's like skyping into him a lot, aside from that and stuff. But yeah, it's it's a weird. Like I wanted, I thought I wanted to get a, um a Marshall Lily for like vibe from them, but I just didn't. Like I got like a, I got like an end of season one Marshall Lily vibe. You know what I mean? Like trying to make it work. Yeah, I do know what you mean, weirdly enough. Yeah. But I don't want to like, it's too early to like say who's going to end up with who, obviously. But yes, agreed. But the the Sid Hannah thing is a really interesting relationship. So we meet them and find out that she's been on a fellowship or she's been in a residency out in California and coming back to New York when she can. And that Sid quit medical school to buy this bar that he now runs and you don't even really deal with the confrontation of that until a handful of episodes later which we'll get to um but we get that course set up in this first episode and that's what we really need to know about them from the pilot um and again we haven't spent that much time with hannah so i still don't really have a ton of opinions about her as a person she seems funny nice but like as a character she's not that flushed out on the screen I agree. Yeah. Um, who else do you meet in the the pilot? Um, um, so Drew is technically there. We come to find out, but we don't meet him in the episode. Correct. Uh, and Ian. Let's Ian. let's talk about Ian. Ian. Let's oh, and, Mer- talk- and you you do meet uh, Meredith too. Oh yeah, because um, she's in she's in the uh, the video that they play. Yep. Yeah. So and Jess, her and Jesse. Oh yeah. So we find out Jesse is internet famous currently for having been uh, rejected on a proposal that he did to his girlfriend at the time on state, on a stage, on a stage. They were, they were were in a band together and he, after a song dropped to his knee and proposed to Meredith and Meredith told him no and walked off stage essentially. Yup. And so he becomes proposal fail guy online and he, we find out that it's a viral sensation that he's that he is. Yeah. And uh, you also meet Ian, who is Sophie's Tinder date. Um, what a cool on... guy. Ian, OK, so in the first episode, I like Ian, the actor, but for some reason like i thought his character was so cringe like i (laughs) i was like she like he's trying too hard and she's biting it too easily like it just didn't sit right with me in the very first episode interesting yeah i don't know what it was something about it i was just like this it could have been also the way that they were acting in it maybe they just weren't comfortable or something but like it felt off like they seem to enjoy it, which is good for them, good for the story. But for me, I just I felt like it was a little off. What's funny is uh, to me, it's one of those instances where we are being told a story through a narrator's point of view. Sure, and so it sometimes is these the stories older version. play out, and it's the older version. So it's it's Sophie recounting what a sweet guy he was while they were texting each other questions uh, regularly leading up to their first date and how frequently they were talking and stuff. Cause that's how she remembers that whole phase going down. So I think it plays on like the campiness of her own memory a little bit, but it's definitely portrayed as a abnormal level of cheesy. Agreed. 
but that dude's he's like a fucking oceanographer or like uh, like uh, he's a, he's an ocean scientist marine biologist was marine it? biologist there we go that's the word i'm looking for i'm, yeah. I'm, I'm throwing terms out all willy-nilly <laughs> oceanographer he's a he's a sea surgeon he's he a... does whale stuff <laughs> oh Ooh, <laughs> that yeah. sounds like uh, look at uh, do you hear about do you hear about ian he does whale stuff that's hot that's hot he does whale stuff does the yeah blubber. yeah if you don't fuck um, with whale stuff then girl we can't do this i guess that's something like rubbery i don't know <laughs> there's something there i don't know there's something there yeah. to, <laughs> qu- to quote lily aldrin there's something yeah. there yeah i was just gonna say dude my brain went right there when she goes, I don't know, hot bun, sticky pork or something there. Nice. I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad we went to the same place. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, after we meet all of them, which we can we can head into episode two, because then we finally get to meet Ellen, who is. Oh, yeah, let, well, let's reveal what happens with Ian at the oh, end of season one. Good call, good call. Or at the end of episode one. So Ian reveals that he is moving to Australia for a while. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah womp, yeah. womp, 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 womp. GD it, Ian. And then the gang, the new gang that's formed, which is a hodgepodge of Sophie and her best friend Valentina and Valentina's new boyfriend from England that's moving to the States to be with Valentina, Charlie. Charlie. That trio unites with Sid, Hannah, and Jesse, and the the five of them decide to be nice to Sophie to take her on this walk across the Brooklyn Bridge, which she says oh, she was yeah. waiting for a person to do, and yep. she finally decides to stop waiting for a person and live her life, and they all do it with her. So they go on a walk across the bridge, and that's well, kind of adorable. The reveal that it was an adorable little moment, and it's basically the found this the foundation of the gang of this gang essentially, and. Yeah. uh that's when she, in her and uh, her narration, reveals that the father was in the bar that night, which you mentioned earlier. And so that's how the yeah. first episode wraps up: is disappointment over Ian moving to Australia, but a new clique of homies being formed. And oh, by the way, the dad was there. You kind of get this nice little uh, this first uh, seed, if you will, of Jesse and Sophie, like potential match. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Je- Jesse's the one who kind of motivates the nice thing for Sophie after seeming like a curmudgeon who's against romance. Oh, another side tangent of the episode that's actually pretty good. So he's pretty convinced that she must have had like parents who were in love with each other and has idolized their romance. And that's why she is the way she is. And at the end, Valentina's like, what are you talking about? She doesn't know her dad. And her mom is like a party girl, like crazy. Yeah. And you actually get to meet her mom in episode five or four or five, like a couple episodes later. But yeah, she she's pretty much, in my opinion, trying to have a life that she that I guess she kind of wanted her mom to have or like she wanted to have uh, find love because he doesn't think her mom found that or something like that yeah that's kind of the motive here is like she she wants what her mother couldn't have exactly yeah (laughs) and that leads us to season two where we meet ellen who's the shit i love ellen yes thank you episode two (laughs) oh man what a long episode right into season two (laughs) right into season two (laughs) yeah oh crazy but yeah, we get to meet Ellen. You find out uh, she is into women, which is 
I think it's an awesome turn because it's it's kind of they're trying to be uh what's the word I'm looking at? how do I want to say this? They're trying to be uh inclusive without like being pushy. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, that that it's just as representation. It's a, exactly it's just a, as she happens to be a lesbian character named Ellen. <laughs> I did not put that together. Yeah, there's a joke about it in one of the episodes. She's like, oh, I'm going to be the most famous Ellen in the world or the famous oh, lesbian yeah. named Ellen in the world or the most oh, successful wait. or something like that. And everyone <laughs> stares at her and they're like, oh, yeah, I did not catch that. But I, I've I've seen a lot of shows or I've I've seen a few different shows try to try to push uh, like an LGBTQ kind of narrative, but like try too hard at it. And it just doesn't come off as as genuine as I think it should this, uh, this season or this episode does it really well or show rather. Yeah. She's, uh, she goes out and she's trying to meet some ladies and not having the best time. Uh, Jesse's trying to play, be wingman for her a bit. Yeah. Uh, which leads to some funny results, and that we find out a bit more about their strained relationship. This is another. Uh, this is a dynamic on the show that I also really like. Is the Jesse and Ellen dynamic? We find okay. out that Jesse is Ellen's. Ellen is his adopted younger sister. Yep. And that their parents divorced when Jesse was like eight, and Ellen was very little, and Jesse stayed with their dad. And Ellen moved with their mom, and then they just didn't see much of each other the rest of the childhood. And there's a is nice this there's the like, episode where you learn where like they have like that talk about it. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So they they have they really have adorable. a confrontation over that, which leads to a really nice resolution where Ellen doesn't realize just how young Jesse was when he made that choice. So yeah. she, we find out that she's kind of harbored some ill with some ill feelings about that. And it's like, you were just a kid too. And he's like, yeah, I was just a kid and I just felt bad for dad. And I just, and yeah. So now was, there's, I really there's like siblings, their relationship. Yeah. There's siblings who were torn apart at a young age who are trying to reconnect. Now she moves from the country out to the city to be around him and spend more time around him. And I love it. It's wonderful. Yep. And then uh, Sid kind of, so they all go out to this club and trying to get out. And then Sid is kind of pushing Jesse into kind of, he, he, I think this is the episode where he keeps like telling her, like telling Jesse, I keep wanting to say her because Jesse is, I don't really associate Jesse that much with a guy because I don't hear, I don't have, I don't know many guys named Jesse. You know what? Uh, uh, my guys wife's named sister's Jesse name is, is Jesse. And yeah. I keep, you know what era has a lot of guys named Jesse? The 90s? The 80s and the 90s. Yeah. Like, it's a very 80s and 90s guy's name. Uh, in the aughts, Jessica's have definitely won out largely on the Jesse yeah. name. Like, well, the Jesse sure. in this show probably was born in the 90s, so I guess sure. that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Jesse's girl. But, uh, Sid is kind of pushing pushing Jesse into he kind of is telling him that he thinks that Sophie might be into him. So Jesse thinks that they're going out there for like a date, right? For the or they're trying to like push them together. When I think that's not the case. Correct. Okay. Yeah, you watched this more recently than I did. So I'm kind of just going off of what I kind of remember. Yeah, you're doing great so far, buddy. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. You betcha, pal. 
fuel badge. I can actually pull up trivia. Ooh. When when Charlie says he hates cake and loves bread, trying to be more be more relatable to Sid. Oh yeah, this is the episode where Charlie's trying to be like start to be friends with Sid and Jesse too. Um when Charlie says he hates cake and loves bread, trying to be more relatable to Sid and Jesse, he is using the opposite of lines attributed to Marie Antoinette, who supposedly said, Let them eat cake when told per- Parisians were starving. <laughs> That's funny. What an, I don't know. <laughs> what an obscure reference. Yeah. Um, I thought this was a, a, a good fun episode. I don't I can't remember if you got a lot of um story progression per se. Um, no, it's, this this one is really more introducing the gang dynamic now. Like the in, yeah. episode one is introducing each character and kind of what they've got going on individually, and introducing the two tripods of characters together to become one larger gang. This episode, adding Ellen to become the seventh, is really kind of the shaping of the new gang dynamic. You know what, though, I okay. So seven, that would be what Charlie. Jesse, Sid, Sophie, Valentina, Ellen, and I think you're putting Meredith in there, right? No, I'm putting Hannah in there. Oh, that's what I meant. Sorry, Hannah. Yes. I would honestly at this point not it's a true put six Hannah because it's a true yeah. six because of how little she's around, but she is Sid's wife in the current story. True, well, true. So that that's like she's part of the gang, even if she's less frequently on screen. Like she's part of their new dynamic as a core group. Yeah. I, I guess you're right, but uh, on camera, it seems it feels more like a six. It is a main six. You're you, yeah. I, you're a thousand percent right that it really is a main six when it boils down. But yes, yeah, not that it matters. Not <laughs> that it matters. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, th- this episode is largely forgettable for me to be honest. I watched it twice now, and it was lar- like even the second time around, I'm I'm blanking on some of what happened. Yeah, I, I honestly, the only thing I can really remember is Ellen's. Ellen trying to meet women and and there there are a few uh funny bits in that but that's the only real thing I remember from that um I mean I I think this episode was also Valentina was like having doubts about her relationship with Charlie but there weren't a lot of like main story bits no no not a lot not a lot happens here that really moves anything forward not but like then, the next episode. Yeah, episode three, yeah, definitely moves things forward a bit more. Um, we get Sophie's out trying to get a good picture of Jesse for his Tinder profile and yeah. meets Drew, who is an assistant principal <clears throat> at the school that Jesse part-time teaches music at. Yep. And they have instant chemistry. Like, those, those two, the sparks are are very palpable between those two in the episode they meet in for sure. He's yeah. a super dorky guy who you can tell is totally going to be like a lovesick puppy in a hurry. And she gobbles that shit right on up. Oh man. I love the payoff of that in season two where, where you finally meet him again. Oh God. Yeah. We'll get there. But yeah, that yeah. that's actually, uh, so his not, you're not talking about the season two premiere. You're talking about a little bit later in the season, the music school part. No, I well, I'm talking about when uh when they meet in the bar and when she finally sees him in the bar. I think it's the premiere of season two where they she sees him in the bar. Uh what's his name? Um Drew. 
Drew. She's she sees Drew in the bar. And he's got like the the tanner on. Oh God, yeah. So yeah, that's the yeah. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah, so, <laughs> that I really liked. His use in a couple episodes later, I don't like much because it just feels out of off brand as fuck for him. But we'll yeah. get there too. Uh, I did not enjoy Drew in these these couple episodes. Oh, I don't like him very much, but I I do admit the chemistry is good. Like the chemistry with he and Sophie is good. I don't much care for him as a character. Agreed. Yeah. I think it's really I think he's super boring, but I, I think he helps paint a picture. Um, we've talked about this before, and I forget in exactly which context. He's the guy that Sophie thinks she wants at the time. Yes. Sometimes yeah. you come across what you think you want before discovering what you really want and or what you actually need. And he is very much the vein of like safe school teacher sweet yep. adorable guy that sophie he's comfortable she, he's comfortable yes he is exactly what she thinks she wants and what she thinks she's looking for which you kind of find out he's not like she figures that out a couple episodes later but yes yeah yeah, yeah. actually but, it's after the the episode after this uh it's a handful of episodes later they date most of the season she's withdrew majority of this season it doesn't looking at the it doesn't feel that long in retrospect but she because she dumps him in like episode nine. Oh, is it really that far down yeah right. i mean it's only episodes three through nine but it's i mean it's that's still I mean, it's most of the season yes yeah, as, as she's yeah. withdrew most of the season he's all he's not in every episode there's episodes that aren't really about him but that's as, probably why i feel that's like, why, like yeah but she's yeah. technically with him most of the season yeah i uh so you also have this i think this episode has some kind of like hints of jesse jealousy yeah you you definitely start to see that jesse might have a little thing for sophie in this episode yeah i mean you kind of see it a little bit in the previous episode where they're at the bar Oh, he, I mean, he's at least attracted to her right away. Like in the first right. episode, it's even there. But like yeah. this is around the time you start to see him. Like, you actually start to notice it like a bit more than just in like, uh, yeah, she's hot type of way. Yeah. Um, you also have Ellen and Charlie getting an apartment together, which I thought was a great thing. Oh. I, I, I love Ellen and Charlie's dynamic. I also love Ellen and Charlie's dynamic and they're trying to like host a dinner party. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. The dinner party is like the next one after or it's like a couple episodes down the road. I don't think it's this yeah. one, their apartment hunting in this one, but yeah, yeah th that leads to that funniness. Um, Valentina helping Sid. Yeah. Th these first few episodes, one thing they do well is they keep mixing up which characters are around each other and in terms of storylines, episode to episode. So you get to get different dynamics between people. Like you, you kind of shake it up each time. Like Valentina's main stories in the first episode are Charlie centric, where the third episode is a Sid story, which I think yeah. is like the only one. I don't, I don't think Valentina and Sid have any additional stories after this one. At least not in this season, no. Well, Sid does, actually. No. Sid, so there is an episode where Sid and Sophie, like where Sid kind of comes up to Sophie and starts talking to her about real stuff, but I don't think it's like a full episode. Oh, but yeah. I really like that gave me. So we'll, we'll get to that part, but like that gave me some thoughts. Oh, we're <laughs> going to talk heavily about that part because, yeah, that yeah. part, that part mm -hmm. is important. 
Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, but but the the fixer episode, you don't really have too much story advancement in that one. Um, dirty one, thirty. Yeah, dirty thirty is the next one. That's where Sophie is uh, hosting a party for her thirtieth birthday party, which is originally um, planned to be a Christina Aguilera "Let's Get Dirty" themed party. Oh yeah. And then after she goes on a very sophisticated date with Drew, she decides he's too adult for her and she needs to shake up the party and make it like a cocktail and like old person oh, party yeah. essentially. Like she, she wants so she to impress to... him. Yeah. So she, and she like, feels like he's she feels like she's too like I guess immature in a way. Yeah, or... they get rid of like bobbing for forties and like other ridiculous games that they plan on playing. And they're <laughs> like, we need to have shrimp and find cocktails and like yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she throws the whole thing out and that's what that like drew has a moment at the end where he's like yeah you know maybe your life has been more chaotic than mine but honestly my life's been so safe and boring so i felt like an adventure and i could use more of that and, like they play up like just what a fucking nerd that guy is yeah he's nerd. he's definitely lived lived at home until he was like 28 yeah drew sucks this guy's boring he is Actually, so in retrospect, I think that I what I don't think I was able to put my finger on what I don't love about season one until this moment. I think it's Drew. Yeah, it it was Drew for me. I think it's Drew. Like I uh, I never put my <clears throat> finger on it until this moment. But I think the largest part of season one that I don't like is all the Drew time. Yeah, I think it it also needed to find its footing, but it did. I feel like I feel like Drew kind of brought it down a little bit. Um, you also have in this episode Val, Valentina, and Charlie trying to spice things up. Oh, this was the episode was that Jesse and Ellen do their relation, their sibling relationship stuff. I'm sorry, I thought that was in the second one. It was in the fourth one here. Oh, okay. So that uh, all happened in this episode instead. But so I'm sorry, Val yeah. and Charlie spice things up. Yeah. Yep. Isn't this the one where they, um, where they like try to be with other people, or they they yeah. think it's. So Valentina's hesitant to call them official and oh, claims great. that yeah, she yeah. wants to like flirt around at the party, but then sees Charlie flirting and pulls him aside. She's like, Oh my God, that was so fucking hot. And so then yeah. they start hit. Th- so then they each start hitting on other people in front of each other. And then they go bang in the bathroom. Yep. And then everybody's trying to get into the bathroom. So they have to use the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. These two, honestly, like these two have the Lillian Marshall vibes to a degree where like, they do. They're, yeah. they're they're fucking in weird places and like <laughs> yeah yeah there's definitely Lillian Marshall vibes between Char- uh between these two uh Valentina and Charlie thank you yeah yep you got it bud <laughs> anytime uh yeah this one this episode I, I I thought it was a little funnier uh Drew obviously was very dry yeah um but I did like I did like the uh Valen- Valentina and Charlie story plots were kind of funny um this this whole first season it took a while for it to ramp up for me yeah uh this episode and the next one were actually the two that i remember thinking were funniest of the bunch at the time this one and and one about her mom yeah these two were like the first ones that i remember thinking like okay i might get into this because the through three i wasn't hooked in yet for sure i was like i was was, either i was more on the outs than i was on the ins at that point and this i still think at this point four and five i was still teetering but i was starting to teeter in a more positive direction thanks to those two i think in episode six it was i was hitting the peak about 
about ready to teeter into i think i could enjoy it like dirty 30 was okay uh good mom i was like i just i didn't know where i sat on that one um but the one episode six i kind of was like okay this is starting to get in so i i feel like i just needed some more like depth you know what i mean like I do. When you get when you get the stuff with uh like we're going to talk about in a few minutes the the stuff with uh sophie and sid like talking about that that little moment they had like i needed more of that earlier yep we're almost there but let's get let's talk about the good mom first and then we can then we can plow yeah. into oh, that definitely. moment so the good mom we get to meet sophie's train wreck of a mother who we find out was like a model or something like that when she was younger and bangs a lot and bangs around we're sex positive we're not judging sophie's mother for banging you know around who, for the record do you know who on her this mom podcast. was yeah uh, what's the actress's name thank you i was Pad- i was Padgett brewster nice yeah hottie buddy yeah, she she was still she's uh she's a gorgeous woman, still looking great in this episode. Still, and, uh, yeah. Uh, we we actually this episode one thing this episode I think does really well for me. This the episode I become more invested in Sophia Valentina because Valentina like steps up like a boss and does some really sweet stuff for Sophie in this episode. Yeah. And we we get more of their very sisterly relationship here, which I appreciate it. Yeah, I uh, this episode was. It, it was it was where I was I hit the like the peak like I was like maybe maybe like it started to bring bring in some of those um some of those moments like the ones like you just mentioned with uh Sophie and Valentina where you kind of see like Sophie's going through not a hard time but she's she's having a tough time accepting this, something or at least doesn't know yet right and then Valentina needs to tell her about her mom doing something I honestly I cannot remember all of that long ago it was a year ago that i watched these that's true it was yeah almost to a t almost to a t you know what's funny is i watched this last week and i don't remember as i'm reading the description i don't remember what charlie helps jesse and sid face past traumas is yeah i don't i don't i don't remember what that story is at all let me let me look at the screenshots (laughs) see what brings me I just watched this a week ago. I don't remember what that plot thread was. Hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna say that we you're gonna say that yeah. Yep. Uh helps bond the three bros. Uh, helps bond Charlie in as the third bro a little bit tighter. Yeah. I do there remember that. That's good. That's that's good enough. We'll, we'll go with that. That works. We'll go with that. Yeah, yeah. Into Stacy, which is where you're saying you start becoming a bit more invested. Yeah, so this is the episode ado, you get that moment with. Uh, with... So let's set up how that moment happens. Yeah. Okay. So it is this one. Got it. Yeah. So we find out that Drew. So Drew is an old friend of Sid's, and the and so therefore we. Which find is why out... he was at the the um, engagement. Exactly. Party. Yep, so we find out he was at the engagement party because he's friends with Sid and Hannah, and we find out that Sid and Hannah, along with Drew and his ex-girlfriend, used to frequently double date. Yep. Yep, and uh, through some Instagram and social media snooping done by Valentina, because she's a good friend like that, we come to find out that uh, the couple's weekend they're going on at at a B&B or something like that, Drew and Stacy, the ex-girlfriend, had already been on the exact same thing with Sid and Hannah before. And so Sophie spirals 
Sophie, here's one thing I don't love about the show. Sophie gets frazzled easy, my guy. She gets fucking, well, she spirals about so much light stuff. That's what I think. That's what part of me kind of likes because it's kind of distinguishing her from Ted. Fair. So that's one thing I didn't want. I didn't want them to go back to the same character model as Ted. So I, I kind of like that little change, even though it can be annoying sometimes, you know, overthinking, sure. especially in one of the season two episodes, actually one of the more recent ones where um, she's dating that guy who's wearing the necklace. Yeah, that was a, that, re- that turned out to be a really funny storyline, but that was a weird, like, why are you so upset about this? Very bizarre. Yeah. Yeah. But that's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's a good change, but it, it can be done. Yeah. It, it can be overdone. I guess. Yes. But back to this episode, tell me about, I know you've been chomping at the bit for this. So I'm going to let you take the lead on this one. Okay. Tell me, about the Sid, take, tell, tell me about the Sid and Sophie moment. So Sophie goes out to the hallway upset because of the Drew thing and comes across Sid who just got done having a fight with Hannah at a vending machine. Okay, so I don't remember exactly what they said. Like I said, I haven't seen this episode in forever, yeah, no, but I remember the feeling I had. I remember the feeling I had after this. I felt that their the way they spoke to each other and the way they reassured each other was either it was either very best friend-ish or very we have amazing chemistry and this is a potential thing. Um because it was very sweet for them to acknowledge i think sophie acknowledge or, or kind of talked him down and then vice versa but it was it was just a very sweet moment um that i just i, I thoroughly enjoyed and it it made me i felt like they had more chemistry in that moment just that simple interaction than both her and drew her and ian and her and Jesse. Like it was just this weird feeling I had the way that they were conversing and the way that they were talking to each other. I just had that I could see this thing. I'm very again, hap- I'm very happy like to feel a- that way because he is my front runner for the father. But that's that's the thing. That's why I'm so annoyed with this because I'm like, what if they want you to think that they're yeah. gonna fucking throw a wrench? Well, yeah, in. that. But their chem, their chemistry specifically is the best. Uh, the best chemistry Sophie's had with a male on screen in this show so far has been in yeah. that episode with Sid. Yep, and I don't know if they've had any very much more interaction solo, like with just them on their own. Since it's been then. light. It's been very light. They haven't really gone back to it at all. I, I think I know why, but again, this, know- I'm I'm with you. This is so for me. This is the relationship I'm standing, and like I, it's weird because I do like Hannah. So like I, I'll feel bad for Sid when the heartbreak comes of whatever leads to he and Hannah divorcing for this to happen. Because yeah. at some point that at some point they have to divorce in order for Sid to even be a viable maybe. At some point, well, I'll I'll take one more step back. At some point, they have to address or or come to terms with what they should do with their distance. Correct. Yeah, especially you know I mean? so. Hannah's on another full year over there now. That quote could be longer. Yeah, and that's that's a good play by them too to like keep the interactions between them so limited. Yes, because. 
I feel like if they had too many solo moments of them, it could a get more, you could get too much of it too fast. Um, but they could also show their hand too easily. You know what I mean? Yep. If that's, if that's the route that they go. Um, but it is season one, a couple episodes into season two, about five or six episodes. So you can't really, you can't put all your eggs in a certain basket, but if we know anything about how I met your mother and how I met your father, they like to throw curveballs. So, yes, they do. Like sir. the like Stella, <clears throat> how Ted was about to get married to Stella. Curveball. Um, one of the biggest curveballs in sitcom history, for the record. Like the way that huge. the way they bait and switch and pull that rug out and have been painting it for you the whole time. They laid it on thick too, and they show you that in the in the recaps position essentially. But yeah. like that's that's one of the elite tier high I met your mother moments and episodes for sure. And I feel like Sherbatsky on the boat watching those two kiss. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. Just thinking about that, I got gooseies, dude. Um, gooseies. But then, oh, the the episode where where Ted finally has the courage to go say something to Stella, like he's following. They're following her home from that restaurant, and she he finds out that she's going back to Tony's house and not to her house in Jersey. And that that uh, monologue that he says to her, quote unquote, says to her because he was thinking it, not actually said it. Like I wanted that to be real, what he said to her, but he didn't. He just went out and like saw her, but like that just sums up all of his emotions. And to his point, he's from Ohio and they buried that shit down. You know, you know what my favorite Stella moment is? What's that? The police officer joke. The last time we see her, not the last time we see her, but uh, when Barney, he needs a ride from Stella to go get Barney out of jail. And Stella's asking him to help her get back together with Tony. Yeah. And then she goes on the monologue about the police officer who went, she got out of a speeding ticket once I drove by the police officer and she said, and he said, ma'am, I've been looking out for you all day. And she goes, sorry, I got here as fast as I could. Yep. And then she turns it sweet with like, Ted, I, she's out there. You just have to keep waiting. And like the beautiful song plays in the background. That is and that. Fuck. Oh, wait, uh, sorry. They do not, sir. No, oh, that, that what was what show was I watching? You were watching the porn version of How I Met Your Mother. How I how I fucked your mother. Yeah, how I fucked your mother. <laughs> of course. Perfect. Actually, it's how I fucked my mother, and it's incest porn because all porn is incest porn now. I don't I don't know what happened there. I don't. Everybody want everybody wants to fuck their moms and sisters so bad. I don't understand what happened. That just reminds me of another How I Met Your Mother episode where they talk about like the phrase "Who's your daddy?" and then Robin's like. So she's your daughter, and he goes, "No, I'm just her daddy." He goes, "She says, so you you make such sweet love to her that you are now her daddy." <laughs> yeah, uh, it's funny because I've always been a little off put by uh, being called daddy for that reason. It just I feel don't like, like it. Yeah, I'm not fond of being called daddy in a sexual tone. Um, it's just nope. not my favorite thing personally. You know, to each their own. Again, not out here kink shaming. Your boy is sex positive out here, but sex for me positive. personally, for me personally, not the gambit. Yeah, I forget though. And back to how I met your father. What was the argument that Sid and Hannah were talking about? Was it? 
Was it it the... was. So Han- it was that Sid or that Sid didn't include Hannah in his decision to buy the bar. Buy the bar. Yep. Okay. That's what it was all about, is that she was reminded and she goes, I thought I was over it, but when it came up, I was reminded yet again how hurtful it was to not be included in that decision. And yeah. he comes back in. He's like, I agree. You're absolutely right. From now on, you'll be involved in every major decision. And they have a nice re- uh, reconciliation uh, after getting hit. Well, first he gets her a Kit Kat bar, and then Sophie goes to leave without a candy bar, and he go- he tosses the Kit Kat to her. Goes going in there without an apology candy bar. Wow, you really have never been in a serious relationship. And then he gets another <laughs> candy bar. Ah, I love it. I love their chemistry. I do too. I do too. Uh, Great. I I. I'm surprised. I really didn't think you were going to be a uh, stan of these two like I am. I'm, I think it's hilarious. No, that as I, soon as I, dude, as soon as that fucking moment happened, I was yeah. like, yes, I am on this train. Yeah, this, that was that was when I, that you're exactly right. I that's when I knew I was going to stay on board for this show, and that's when I jumped onto Team Sid. Hell yeah, Team Sid is the best, dude. Sid Team is Sid. awesome. Sid is awesome. He's the coolest he's guy. He's the best, dude. Yeah, I want to be friends guy. with Sid. I also yeah. want to be friends with Sid. I want to hang out with Sid and Ellen and Charlie and Valentina. I don't really need Sophie uh, yep. or Jesse there. I mean, they'll be off doing their own thing. Yeah, they could be off. I would doing actually their own just thing. I would like to hang out with uh Hillary Duff. I would hang with Hill Duff. I, I'd with hang with Hilda. I'd hang with the Hill. Not Sophie. Hillary. Yeah, not Sophie. <laughs> Hillary, for yeah. sure. I, you know what? I, I think I, Hillary, or Hillary, Sophie is growing on me a little more. It, the turning point for me, and we'll get to is the last episode, the last two episodes. She kind of grew on me a little bit. Um, I don't remember. So that, that's the, the Stacy episode. Did, do you remember what happens with, um, Sophie? Well, I was going to say Sophie and Drew in that episode because I, I, so, so Sophie went to forward a picture proving that Drew and Stacy had been in that room before to Valentina and actually sends it just to Stacy, who then oh, replies yeah. like, Drew, your girl, your new girlfriend's a psycho. And yep. yeah, so she she's in panic about. So then she just steals his phone because she doesn't know what to do. And then they have a talk about it. And, and then they have a talk her. about it. And Sid's like, yeah, he just saw it on his computer. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, but yeah, I think the main takeaway, the main takeaway from that episode is definitely the, the Sophie and Sid. Yeah. 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 No, it's for sure. And then uh, Sophie and Drew finally bang for the first time. Yep. Um, and yeah, that's, that's the gist of that episode. Rivka, Rivka Rebel, Rebel. Episode seven. Um uh, yeah oh this this was a this was the funniest one up to this point in the show uh this was the new funniest when this one came along um sophie gets hired to photograph a bat mitzvah it's oh yeah it's bat mitzvah when it's for a woman for a young girl correct i believe so and bar mitzvah is for a little boy yeah, that's my understanding as well. I Jewish community, little yeah. boy. Yeah. Jewish community. I apologize if I'm incorrect. And hit us <laughs> up on Twitter. Let me know what uh, what the real thing is if well, I'm incorrect about. Feel this. free to curse us out in uh, in Hebrew. <laughs> in Hebrew or any other language. Yeah, any language you feel like. Yeah. Um. 
So Sophie gets called by this big shot gallery owner and thinks she's getting called about her own artwork when she's in fact being called to photograph this teenage girl's birthday party who is obsessed with like celebrity and Instagram and her internet, her social media following and all this. Oh yeah. I remember this. And she gets Valentina to be her assistant because she's a professional photographer. Of course she's got an assistant, she says. And the the terms are basically if she can get the little girl to actually take a bunch of pictures and be a participant for the photographer, that this woman will actually look at Sophie's artistic work and consider her for a spot in her gal- upcoming gallery. Yep. And so that's what's on the line. And this episode's hilarious because as teenage girls being typical jerky teenage girls, and then they steal a tin of drugs from Valentina, which is supposed to contain like Adderall and Xanax and stuff. Wasn't it just uh, Altoids? That's the big reveal. Yeah. So first they're panicking. Valentina thinks that she got that tin. And then at the, towards the end, they figure out like, oh no, they got my tin with like, and had like Tylenol and stuff. It was like, Tylenol. Oh, yeah, yeah. it was like Tylenol and birth control or something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. And and so they basically Hilarious. blackmail the teens, and they're like, "Yeah, you took some hardcore drugs, and, and unless you get out there and take all the pictures I want and pose with all the people I tell you to, we're gonna tell your mom." And they get their way, and they and so Sophie gets uh, the chance she's looking for in the career, thanks to Valentina again boom, boom. stepping up, boom boom. But you also have the uh, the whole. I, I don't remember what uh, Jesse and Sid are doing, but they're they're doing something at the apartment. They're supposed to be doing some wedding planning. I That's had forgotten right. about this whole bit until I rewatched last week. This shit is hilarious. Also, they're mm-hmm. supposed to be doing wedding planning, and first they get distracted by a bird on their window ledge with their window open. Yeah. Yeah. And then, or with the, no, I'm sorry, it's just cooing outside the window. So then they open the window, and then another bird shows up on the ledge, and then they get distracted by someone painting their face like a bird really intricately. Oh, yeah, because so they just they, go down a YouTube rabbit hole. Yeah. So then they go paint their face like birds, and when they come out, like 10 birds have entered their apartment. So then they're like all in a panic about what to do, and they're trying to go down a fire escape, and like it progresses and progresses and just gets more out of hand. And again, as we've drawn the parallels, gave me a lot of Ted Marshall adventures vibes. Yeah. Uh, can you remind me what is happening with Ellen in this episode? I'm looking at the screenshots and I just see her wearing headphones, listening to music a bunch. Is she like, did something happen where she's kind of like depressed about something? I forget. I'm also trying to remember what Ellen was up to in this episode. Oh, yes. So Ellen, yeah. The, um, so Charlie is trying to figure out who's been leaving nasty Yelp reviews and thinks it's this certain person who's rude to him in the bar and figures out it's been Ellen the whole time because she's sick of him putting her down about not having a job and he keeps rubbing in her face how he's got a job and she's basically jealous, so she's like slamming him on Yelp. Okay, and you also get, in my opinion, I think Ellen has the best style. Ellen and Charlie have the two best styles in this entire show. I... There's one of these screenshots, this one right here, where uh, they're sitting at the bar and Ellen is wearing this dope hat. I don't think I can. Are you on IMDb? If you're on IMDb, it's. Uh, I am not, three. but uh, oh, okay. no, I, I do. I don't remember the specific hat, but I know that I agree that Ellen's got style. She does. She busts out and I also see the, the overall apron. <laughs> that Charlie's wearing as a yeah, bartender. Is that so apron good. is st- so silly. It is, yeah. 
But yeah, that's uh yeah, that's mostly friendship mostly friendshipy stuff, nothing involving Drew in this episode. Um, which again makes it one of the better ones. I, I'm realizing more and more that Drew was a big problem of season one for me. And yeah. I had never I had never put my finger on it until now. But yeah, Drew is a major problem of season one. Cause yeah, this is this episode stands out to me as for how good it is, and he's in zero minutes of it. So that yeah. helps. Yep. Um, episode eight, the perfect the shot. Perfect shot. I think this is where everything kind of starts to ramp up a little bit. Oh yeah, this the, these three episodes are the are the big finale stretch here. So Sophie and Jesse are out doing their artist thing. Oh, oh man, I almost forgot one very major thing that happens at the end of Rivka Rebel, which that? is that um, Jesse has been lament. So back to the Jesse and Sid thing. Sid was procrastinating. Uh, planning his wedding, which Jesse was going to help do. And Jesse's been procrastinating getting back to writing because of his heartbreak from Madeline. Oh, yeah. And he came over. And he wanted to help him. He wanted him to help him write a song. Yeah. But then Sophie comes over and he gives her like a cheesy like he gives her the type of smile that Barney gave Robin when Barney was secretly in love with Robin at, yeah. towards the end of this. And then she goes and then he sits down at the piano and just starts writing. Ah, yes. That's a key moment at the end of that episode that I just remembered about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that happens at the end of Rivka Rebel. (laughs) And then uh, the perfect shot. Sophie and Jesse are out the next day. Sophie's trying to, like, find a perfect picture to take because for this, uh, her submission to this gallery. Exactly. Yeah. and Jesse's kind of helping her with that ordeal. And towards the end, they have a great conversation. And she takes a picture of him, like by a car, like with his jacket over his shoulder and like with smoke in the background and stuff. And that winds up being the picture she uses. Yeah. And that's the one that uh, Kim Cattrall, the older version of Sophie, is talking about her hanging up in her she has she has it hung up in her house as correct she's older yeah winds up being a very important picture in sophie's young career yeah and guess who else shows up in this episode who's that baby meredith oh yeah meredith and boats 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 that's right i forgot that was this episode too the return of the captain and boats, boats, boats across these Becky. three episodes is fucking amazing. Yeah. Because the whole time. Oh, no, I'm sorry. So that's technically in episode nine, not episode eight. I'm sorry. I, I, uh... You're right. It's at the beginning of eight, or nine. Yeah. So at the end of episode eight, Sophie and Jesse share a kiss after. Oh. Final moment. Sophie's going. Sophie drags the gang to some school thing of Drew's, and Drew talks about how he offered Jesse a full time job because it's a safety net, and he needs to stop chasing the dream and all that. And he's basically slamming artists who are like out there still trying to make it as artists, more or less. Right to Sophie, who's an artist out there trying to make it as an artist, and Sophie goes, "Do you think that of me?" And 
Drew goes, now's not the time to talk about this. She's like, no, I need an answer to this. And basically he tips his hand that like, yeah, you two should probably grow up in his like type of terminology. And that's when Sophie storms off realizing that maybe this guy isn't the match for her. She was hoping he was. And then she smooches Jesse. She smooches the J man. Smooches the J man. Passionate smooch. Um, not an all-time sitcom smooch, but a good one. It's not as good as the smooch between Sid and Sophie later on in the show. Boom. No, we calling still have it. Nice calling your shot. Hell yeah. Calling, my I respect. Shot. calling her shot. Oh, oh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I love it. I love it. Yeah, so the episode eight ends on those two kissing. And episode nine starts with her telling the story of the captain getting caught cheating on boats 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 yeah and the son's like mom why are you telling me about this old guy and his and his wife get back <laughs> to the story about jesse and she keeps like bobbing away from the subject and bobbing it off and going back to boats 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 and we don't find we don't get clear on that until uh, we'll tell you in a minute why that becomes relevant i this was the first time that i felt like they had used the timeline as well as how i met your mother used to was this pair yeah. of episodes involving boats, boats, boats. This was the first I, time that honestly, I met your father really fucked with time well. I forgot what happened, so you're just going to have to refresh me. But I will, because it's great. Yeah. It's really well done. The reason that she's telling boats, 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 and the captain will become clear in episode 10. But we're on episode 9, J Street. We are. Um, you also have a very cute moment where Charlie, or where uh, Valentina, like I think, if I remember correctly, Charlie just feels homesick from being away from the uk so he's trying to get everyone to watch soccer together that's right yeah yeah and And no one pays attention she like dresses up their entire apartment with like uk stuff there's a big band a telephone booth a bunch of british flags that's after a fight so first the gang sits down to watch a soccer game but none of them pay attention to the soccer except for charlie who gets upset. We later figure out that he's really upset because he's so homesick, but Valentina didn't get that. So she wasn't taking it seriously. So then to make it up for him, she decks the apartment out. Like you're saying with big band and all the British type stuff. And then this is, uh, this is also, I think this is the last episode you see drew for a little bit. Um, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, no, no, you're, you are in fact wrong. He's in episode 10 too, which we'll get there. So, um, she oh yeah no i'm sorry he is just it is just this one i think so she sophie um is trying to devise a plan to break up with drew after the kiss she shares with jesse um and charlie is and the the charlie and valentina stuff happens and then at the end of that, she's like, she's hugging him, and they're all happy because she just made up. They just made up with her big apology gesture, and she makes an offhand comment about having kids, and he gets a panicked look on his face, and that's really mm-hmm. where we end with them in, until episode ten. Uh, meanwhile, Sophie is at Drew's apartment, where surprise, Drew's parents are there, and she's fighting Drew's mother over who gets to give Drew the bad news. Drew's mother has bad news that their her father's or that his father's about to go to jail or prison, and oh, Sophie's yeah. trying to break up with him at the same time. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> That's a funny dynamic. 
First time you yeah. meet his parents, you're both trying to argue about who's going to tell yeah, him the bad she's like, news you, first. Yeah, the mom's like, you can't dump him today. We've got bad news of our own to give him today. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird, weird situation to be in. Very strange one, but a very funny sitcom situation for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, um, you also get... The, uh, the reason for the episode of the show, of the episode. Yeah. The, the episode's called J Street um jay street's got a hook to it i won't lie that chorus gets stuck in my head sometimes it yeah it's stuck in my head i'm just sitting on jay street do i want to be i don't know the love it dude thanks yeah uh but meredith is back and pretty much comes in and and says that she got she got like her her song jay street which is about the breakup between her and jesse is blowing Uh, up is blown up and she wants she meets with jesse wants to get back together wants him to come with her on tour which will be more of an issue coming in season two when we get to that but he's kind of i can't remember if he says no right off the bat yeah he's he turns her down he's he's really into sophie he's really excited about the sophie thing he's like you broke my heart like i'm i can't do this and uh he he it's important that he turns her down for, for the 10th episode. So he turns yep. her down and Sophie uh, finally gets out of the Drew thing. And Sophie gets to the restaurant. They're supposed to have their first date at well before him. And it seems like he's not going to show. And then he shows and explains that he turned her down. And he's like, I want to start this thing out right. So he tells her the whole thing about Meredith coming on to him, about her proposal to him to come on tour and how he turned her down. And then they instantly go sleep with each other. Yeah. And then later that night, while he's sleeping, he says, I love you, Sophie, in a dr- like while sleeping slash dreaming. And Sophie hears and enters a panic, which sets up the 10th episode. Yep. Which is probably the way they did that is like the, the perfect. Um, the way that did episode 10 was perfect, and we'll get to why. Uh, I don't remember how the episode starts. I think it starts with uh, Sophie kind of just. It starts being with more of the captain. Uh, it starts with more of the captain. Oh, she that's she true. she again brings that. So the the captain saga continues. So we find now we get boats, boats, boats is now confronting the captain and explaining in front of their lawyers that. He's like, yeah, you can have the house here and all this money. And she's like, I don't want your boat. I don't want your house. I don't want your money. There's you broke my heart, and there's one thing you care about, and I'm and there's three things you care about, and I'm coming for them. And he's like, please no. She goes, boats, boats, <laughs> and he goes, please don't say boats. Please don't say boats, boats. <laughs> and I then forget they get why they were even in this episode. Like. What oh, the payoff was. You're gonna love the payoff when I get there, but I'm gonna make you wait like we were forced to wait as we watched. So the no. sun is like the sun is like again, why are you telling me the story about these old people? Get back to so what happens with Jesse? And she goes on to explain that the next day she's in a panic about the whispered I love you. And Jesse uh tells her uh she confronts Jesse about it. And Jesse then tells her about the Meredith thing. And she goes, maybe you should go with Meredith. Uh, Like, that's a great opportunity. You've always wanted to go on tour. Like, maybe you should be doing that. 
And Jesse's like, okay, I see what you really want then, Sophie, and asks her to leave. He gets all offended that she would say he should go on tour right after their big romantic night together and all Self-sabotage. Self-sabotage. This is where she's got some Mosby in her. Yep. Yep. The old <laughs> Mosby. That, like, Sophie's got some Mosby in her, for sure, with this self-sabotage. Yeah. And she goes, she decides to go down to the bar downstairs below Jesse's apartment. Oh, I love listening pretty... to you talk about this because you explain this so well. And it's, I, I'm just remembering how amazing this episode was yeah she alludes to going to the bar downstairs and as a as a viewer i was just excited i'm like oh sweet she's going to mclaren's fuck yeah and then yeah. she goes down there and she's talking to one of our favorite bartenders in television history carl carl who's bald now yep but you know rocking the bald look carl shout out looking good homie and then at the end of the bar sits a very famous news reporter one Robin Sherbatsky, Channel Two. Ah, this this whole scene with her and Robin was fantastic to me. It's a two parter, so it starts with them sitting at the bar and Robin get Robin being fascinated to hear about the love life of a young person. Yeah, and then they move over to the famous booth. the The thing about this whole scene is when I first watched it while i thoroughly enjoyed seeing robin again i was nervous because i at this point i was like i i don't want them to hint like i don't want the success of the show to hinge on whether or not they bring back characters from how i met your mother so at this point like while i loved that part and while i was like yes i love it i i tried to like i again tried to pull myself away from how i met your mother and kind of hold it in its own moment Yep. this whole scene which it still was it still was phenomenal it still lands really well it lands really well too because because of the connection to how i met your mother when certain statements that robin makes we understand in a deeper way what they really mean to her so like because right. because right now so in the timeline this is when robin is post-divorce from barney and while tracy is still alive like this right. is like a Ted is happy with Tracy has the love of his life and kids and is happy and doing his thing. And Barney and she's traveling the world as a successful journalist post her divorce from Barney. Yeah. So it's a very they got interesting time in, the, in, in 2016 in the timeline. Yeah. So like, it's a very interesting time in Robin Shabatsky's life as we know, because this is the era of the elusive Robin Shabatsky when everyone talks about how none of them ever see her anymore. Yep. And sh- where is she? McLaren's. She's at McLaren's because none of them are there anymore. They're all. Yep. Exactly. So they're off. They're off in all their variety of places. And she happened to be in the neighborhood and popped into McLaren's for old times. And so, yeah. So this, uh, because, yeah, they're uh, all the more aided by the super sad Lily moment in the empty apartment that Mm -hmm. is now occupied by Jesse and Sid. Yep. But. Yeah, so this scene is so well aided, like when she's talking about how all he did was say the thing that she was always looking for, but just a bit too soon. What a parallel for Robin Trubatsky as someone who had Ted Mosby say, I love you to her on day one. And it's now probably in a phase of her life where she realizes she should have chosen Ted once upon a time. Yeah, I, I, I literally just watched the episode where uh i think it was called something new where uh robin's trying to find her locket 
and yep. Lily walks in on her uh, super drunk at the bar. And then the first thing uh, Robin says after she yells, Lily, what's up, girl? She says, why? Why isn't Ted marrying me? Yep. Yeah. So she still has that. <laughs> oh, it's always been in there. It's always been in there. And this is why finale haters of How I Met Your Mother are fools. Damned fools. There's so yes. many layers on why the How I Met Your Mother finale is perfect. And I will die perfect. on this hill, motherfuckers. I will. We will die together on that hill. If we will. Yeah. Blast <laughs> us on Twitter for all the reasons we're wrong. We want to hear them. We'll bathe in them. And we'll just lay down more reasons. that We should probably do an entire episode about why How I Met Your Mother's finale is perfect. 100%. I yeah, could we'll, not agree more. Yeah, we'll do that episode soon. But let's get back to how I met your how I met your father. Yep. The Robin scene's amazing. I agree with you. Uh, the gist of the conversation is that is summed up in that line where Robin is like, "You're running away because a guy said the thing you've always wanted to hear a guy say. It just happened a bit too soon." And so Sophie is like, "You're right, Robin," and goes up out of there and goes back to Jesse's apartment to tell him. And sure enough, there he is in the hallway kissing Meredith. Yep. Oh man. You know what though? I honestly I was I was part of me after that moment with Sophie and Sid, I was very much like cool. Perfect. Move on. No, I liked the drama of this moment. It, it, yeah. This was this was good writing. It lands well for me, for sure. Uh this yeah. is a strong this is a strong moment for the show. By this point, I'm by this point I was invested. Even when the show was coming out, I'm more invested now through season two. At this point, I was already sold that I was gonna stay on board with this show. I already yeah. knew I was in. But so meanwhile, this is all happening right leading up to Sophie getting ready to go to the gallery that she got chosen for with her picture of Jesse. Which we then find out another thing. Uh, well, when we, when they get to the gallery about Sid and Hannah, who Hannah is back in town. Hannah is back in town. We find out that they just got married. They eloped because of the they stress of planning eloped. two weddings was getting exhausting. And now they know that Hannah is going to be spending another year long distance so they can use the money they would have spent on two weddings to travel back and forth more frequently to see each other. Very yep, practical yep. decision. Lo loved to see. I loved. Uh, I loved this choice by them, actually. And then, uh... yeah. So one of the reasons why I like this is because if if we're if we're of the same mindset, you and I, of we think Sid and Sophie should be Sid and Sophie, then having them eloped take having Sid and Hannah elope takes the it make it softens the blow of their potential divorce. Yeah, because we don't have a, a wedding a episode we're attached to them through. Correct. In a real way. And also the fact that they're apart so much doesn't make us as invested in them as a couple as yeah. much as, say, Marshall and Lily. <laughs> yeah. Even if you and I are wrong about the Sid and Sophie thing, which I love that you and I are on the same page about this. Yeah. Sid and Hannah are destined to get a divorce. Like they're destined to be just just friends. so that people think, well, just so that people think maybe Sid and Sophie could be a thing. It would right. he, Sid wouldn't have been shown as one of the options at the end of the first episode if he doesn't become an option at some point. Right. Exactly. But I'm 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 excited to see how that shakes out down the road. Uh we also find yeah. out one more major piece of news aside from Sid and Hannah getting married, which was Charlie and Valentina have broken up over the fact that she wants children and he does not. Yep. 
which creates some interesting moments in season two, which again, doesn't that ring a bell? Wasn't there a character who wanted children and a character who did not want children in how I met your mother. I feel like there was a character that did want children and a character that did not want children. That was, and they're both Barney. (laughs) They're both. Well, well done. Well done. No, uh, I, I love this. I love the way this story is playing out through season two thus far. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, we'll have to we'll have to talk about that once the season's over. We'll we'll reconvene. Uh, we sh- you know I've just I've just made the decision. We're gonna do a mid we're gonna do a mid season breakdown because I guarantee something around episode nine or ten something major is gonna happen. So that that'll let's be a good it, time dude. for us to we'll we'll be back with mid season thoughts on how I met your father eventually. But let's wrap up this up ep- this finale here. So let's do those it. two have broken up, and then here's why boats 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 is relevant. Hit me. Um. Oh, it goes hand in hand with uh, so Sophie goes back to the bar after she sees the Jesse kiss and lays it on Robin that he was kissing her. And Robin gives a speech about timing that, again, just resonates so well with everything that we know about how I met your mother. And there's even there's even a a monologue in how I met your mother um, about timing, about chemistry and timing, where she, she says, like, you can have all the chemistry in the world but it's just about timing and timing is a bitch. Yeah. And so that's brought back in this episode beautifully. And during this speech about timing, a beautiful song is playing. And then it cuts to the captain one last time who makes a reference to you're taking all the boats. What about the one on the coast of Australia and the blah, blah, blahs is doing such good research on blah, blah, blah. And I don't remember what the specifics were on that. And she goes, nope. And and then um, they show Ian walking into the gallery and the son goes, did she take that boat? And she goes, he sure did. And then Ian walks up to Sophie and that's where we end is the Ian is that Ian is back from Australia. Thanks to boats, 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 taking all of the captain's boats. Aha. I see. That's Which, why that all ties in is because Ian only comes back because of the captain. Yeah. Which is, which is good. Yeah. It's great. It's, it's if, such that, a funny way to involve that. It's it's a good way to involve characters from How I Met Your Mother without having too great of an impact on the story itself. Almost but also, zero. well, I mean, it does and it doesn't. It right. it has no an impact with Ian coming back, but not so much as like they're involved in the story directly. Bingo. Bingo, bango, bongos. So that's season one of How I Met Your Father. Um yeah, we'll do a, we'll do a mid-season breakdown. I'm excited Lar- for that. Largely a good largely a good season, especially from Stacy onward. Um as yep. I mentioned, the two prior are funny for me, but stay I agree that Stacy's the turning point where it really becomes where I know I'm going to stay on board. And sure. this season has just gotten better and better. I'm really enjoying myself. Um I'm finding myself do- giggling more. They're doing a better job also of leaving more and we'll get theirs like Ted Mosby did so well. Yeah. Uh, so, so we know right now, let's talk about some of the things we do know. Thanks uh, across and we'll get theirs that we things that we vaguely know are coming in the future of these characters. Hit me. One, 
we know that Sophie and Ian are going to be on a Valentine's Day date together at some point. Okay. Was that from last night's episode? Oh, no, it was. I'm sorry. I forgot that you hadn't seen that. Oh, that's shit. okay. I'm going to go watch it now and I'm going to yeah. forget what you just said. Perfect. Um, I have another, a memory of a goldfish. Another thing we know is that Barney seems to have some oh, yeah. relationship to Sophie. Yep. As she uh, bumped into his car. And then the son, when she first makes that mention, the son goes, is that? And then she cuts him off. Oh, okay. Yeah, I just caught that because I'm, I'm now rewatching season two. Since since I finished season one, I, I've just you watched. You just kind of let it go. Yeah, go so, yeah. yeah, so I just I just watched the season two premiere right before we got on this recording, and that's when the Barney cameo is tipped off with, a, oh, and we'll get there. Because she's like, she's driving down the road, and she's saying, Mom, I think I just went on a date with my dad on the phone mm. to her mom and then runs into what we find out is Barney's vehicle who gets out of the car and just says, dude, in a way that sounds very familial. Yeah. Yep. I'm excited to see where that goes for sure. I am also very excited to see where that goes. For Well, I'm going to have to watch the next episode right now. Well, not right this minute, obviously, but as soon as we get out of this. Indeed. This uh, yeah. It's been a hoot talking how I met your father. I've, I've I agree. overall... I think it is a mid-level first season. Um, mid-level, I'll agree. And I'll, agree. I, I'll say this. You and I have talked about the benefits of a short season one before. This show is reaping those benefits right now in season two. I agree. Ten Even episodes though... season one was a, was a little longer than like Parks and Office, who got six, and the reference we were making in the past. But going from 10 episodes to 20 episodes is very exciting for this show that got to kind of find its sea legs through 10 episodes, come back yep. a year later, stronger with a longer uh, episode run. Agreed. Well, I'm excited to talk about a half, uh, half a, or half season breakdown and uh, we'll, we'll get more into it. then. And we'll give some predictions then as well. I don't want to, I don't want to give predictions right now only because we've seen six episodes and seven episodes of this season respectively already. So yep. I don't want to be giving predictions with that caveat. But uh, if you listened to this and haven't gotten all the way into How I Met Your Father or haven't tried it yet, interesting choice by you. But give it a try if you haven't. I would say overall it's worth the gambit. Agreed. Uh, yeah. I agree. Um, much love, my friend. Uh, make sure to give a listen to the Autosafe podcast. Eric, uh, tell me more about that bad boy. It's just a, a little podcast me and my buddy Crash do. We talk about video games and video game news. Uh, we also do top 10 lists about our favorite video game uh, stuff, like top 10 video games that men cry to like little babies. Um, we have That was my episode favorite episode for the record. That was my favorite episode. I, I, I really, I, I did, yeah. I've, li I've listened to about half the catalog, actually. I, uh, Hell yeah. yeah I've, been, I've, 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 I've slowly gotten through them, and I, yeah, I enjoy them quite a bit, my friend. They're definitely oh, worth I'm glad, listen. man. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, if you guys want to take a listen, uh, we have about 20-something episodes. Some of them are about uh, specific topics. Others are about current news. Feel free to skip the ones that are about current news because obviously they don't age fairly well. But um, we are, me and Crash are thinking about getting back into doing more of those. Uh, life just kind of, he had he had kids and he's he's got a full-time job. We need him both. So we've been trying to find time to do that. But he uh, he messaged me the other day. Seems excited to do more, so we're going to do more of those. Love it, man. Yeah, and uh, and then along with that, 
The other good fun media adventures over here include Morons of the Multiverse, dropping new stuff every Wednesday, all about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and wider comic book movie fandom. We do occasional DC dalliances, uh, and we get into a bunch of other weird shenanigans, but very Marvel-centric, I would say. And then our sports podcast, D2B2 Sports, every Friday. Uh, actually, release episodes on that will actually be varying more going forward as the sports season has changed. We're not in football times anymore. We're in basketball times. Things are changing out there. But uh, keep your eyes out and follow those. Like, follow, subscribe. You know, do the click clacks, the things that make you feel good, the podcast things that help the podcasters that we talk about all the time. Subscribes and stuff. Do it up, peeps. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Thanks for listening, uh, y'all. Yeah, on the social medias at After the Laugh Track, uh, yeah, Twitter, yeah. Twitter primarily. There is an Instagram; it's pretty unoccupied at the moment, but you know that might change someday. And yeah. uh, someday we might start doing video for y'all, so you can see the sexy faces that broadcast all this sitcom fandomonium for you. Hell yeah, let's do it. We shall someday. And Eric, I love you, pal. Great chopping it too, up bud. with you. Hell and yeah. uh, this is where we click end recording. Blow. Kids are dicks. <laughs> Kids are dicks. <laughs> Canado. Canado. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting for you. Where the kids are hers and hers and hers and history's company, company too. Looking forward to and also dreading the day that I don't get sexually harassed by high schoolers. Touching butts. Touching butts and touching stuffs. Should have seen how Dickie was dressed. But I'm here to have a bunch of meat eaten off of my boobs. <laughs> that ass won't quit. SV2. One of the fathers made a pass at him, which it happens. And would you pass up that education for a little touch touch? I love dumb facial jokes. Child abduction. Wendy Testballsers. Martha's team will never be short on dick. Because they've <laughs> right. got gin. Lawn farter. Your fart is accenting it nicely. Yeah. And eating digs. Ah, diggity dongs. When I embarrass him, all four cheeks get red. My horn can pierce the sky. Murder! Climb aboard the murder train! Come on, trust in you! And that's when I jumped on to Team Sid. Hell yeah. Team Sid is the best. Dude, Sid Team is Sid. awesome. Sid is awesome. He's the coolest he's guy. He's the best, dude. Yeah, I want to be friends guy. with Sid.